Welcome to Shorts with Jill and Tara, a bite-sized podcast that blends business and fashion to bring you practical tips and strategies in a shorter format than a typical podcast. I'm Jill, and I've spent my career advising, starting, and running businesses. I'm Tara, a family therapist turned fashion stylist and a digital creator. Hi, Tara. Hi, Jill. How was your vacation? My vacation was lovely. Thank you for asking. We went to Bermuda, as you know, and um, it's so awesome, I have to say. It's like so, I mean, easy is the wrong word because I did literally no work (laughs) when it came to setting up the trip or anything, Um, but I just like showed up. But it's, you know, it's an hour and a half flight from Boston and there's, it is such a safe place in terms of COVID. Like there are very few cases. The downside, but it sort of makes you feel good is that there's a, a ton of sort of red tape to get through to actually arrive at your destination. So, um, and I was lucky because Sean did all the research and every, which was not trivial because it's not that clear, but basically you have to get tested before you go. And then you have to get approved. You have to fill out this paperwork. You have to get approved by the Bermudian government once you get approved, then you can get on the flight. And all this has to happen within a certain time period, obviously. Then you get on the flight and you fly to Bermuda. You get off the plane. You cannot leave the airport until you get tested at the airport. They test every single person. And then you basically have to go right to your hotel and quarantine until you get the test results back. But you quarantine on the hotel property. So you don't have to quarantine in your room. You just have to be on the property. And the test results come back pretty quickly. So it's good. Um, And it was great. It was so, it was just so beautiful and hot. (laughs) I know it's so hot. We were there one time, but could you um, wait for your test results with a drink with an umbrella in it? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, definitely. And I have to say, (laughs) there was a, there was another family on the beach there and, and they arrived a little after we did. And you know, at the pool, they have like these drinks, right? So they got like pina coladas and and um, yeah, various types of daiquiris and all that stuff. And this family, we were, we couldn't help but laugh. They just kept ordering smoothies for their kids. And I'm like, I wanted to go over to the father and I want to say, dude, it's not a smoothie, okay? It's a daiquiri without alcohol. It is. It nowhere resembles a smoothie. So if I hear the word smoothie come out of your mouth, I swear to God, <laughs> that is yeah. Hysterical. But Bermuda, we went like a couple years ago with family friends, and it was so much fun. It's really hot this time of year, but it's so fun. Yeah, it is. It is so hot. It's. I barely was directly in the sun and I was covered in sunscreen and you just get sun all over no matter what. And I think it's actually, I think it would be very hard for fair skinned people to go there for an extended period of time, unless you could really stay in the shade because it's, it's so hot. And then of course, on the way back, you have to get tested within, within 48 hours, I think maybe 72 hours of leaving and so we got our test before we left la- the day before we were supposed to go in the morning because our hotel had said, Oh, it'll be, it's a private service. You'll get it back right away. So we got tested at 9am by 5pm. We didn't have our test results back. We were getting on the plane the next day. And so we freaked out for a good 12 hours and then we finally got our test results back. But 
um, we nearly had to stay for an extra day. Like how bad would that have been? I mean, that would have been crazy. We actually had a similar, well, we were on Nantucket and the hurricane was coming. So we had to leave a day early and you know how hard it is to get on a ferry with a car this time of year. But um, Kevin and I went at 7am and they told us to be back in a half an hour. And so I called the kids and I said, Pat, we stayed in the house for a week. So they did it. We did it. I don't know how we did it, but we wouldn't come back till Tuesday. So thank God. That's crazy. And I said to the kids, you're amazing. Like, seriously, they just made it happen. They didn't even like complain or anything. They That's great. We've been in a situation as well where we've had to come back early and try to get on a ferry from Nantucket. It's an adventure. I think I'm getting too old for this. What do you think? I can't handle the stress. It was like, I said, do you think we're going to make Kev's like, if you ask me one more time, if we're going to make it. But you know what? It was actually, it was good for the kids because they just had to rally. Like, you know, sometimes you just have to do that in life. So they did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not, not everything is planable and predictable. Right. So today we want to talk a little bit about um, the topic of age and, you know, how it affects our businesses and our lives. And um, I know both Tara and I, have, we've talked about it before. I know we, we both have a perspective on, you know, how our age plays into what we do every day and how people perceive us. Um, so I thought it'd be fun just to sort of chat about it for a little bit. And um, maybe I can just start by asking you, Tara, um, I know in the world of, you know, digital creators and influencers and fashion, I know you started in that business at an advanced age. <laughs> <laughs> I did, but you know, I'm going to take it back to my job previous when I was a marriage and family therapist. So I was the youngest therapist because a lot of people who are therapists it's their second career in terms of where I was working at this clinic and so I was so young so I got all the young kids like you know the suicidal kids all these teenagers and families and then sometimes I would teach a course and then when I would show up to teach a course people would say where's the teacher and then they would question my ability and like my thoughts and the curriculum because I looked so young just give me a chance and then by the end, they were fine. But I, I ran up against that. And which is funny, because now I'm the older side. Thank you, Jill. <laughs> and um, I think since I've started, I do, and I'm sure a lot of you, even Jill, there are older influencers now, much more than there were before. In fact, when I was in LA, I was having this conversation with my aunt, and I was telling her and how I feel older. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like you are the demographic that I look at. And there happen to be a lot of you. And I, that, which is true, which is very true. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. In fact, the influencers that I notice, I go back and I keep watching their stories and I get more engrossed in their lives or whatever they're presenting on social media. They're definitely the ones that are more in my age or, or maybe a little older than me. Because I feel like it's just more realistic and they're more relatable. And um, yeah, I can't wear crop tops anymore. Sorry. <laughs> and I just think um, what we talk about, like the things that I've been doing, which we talked about before in the podcast, like, you know, cellulite reduction and like hair loss and all of these things. I mean, it is relevant to my, my age group and above. So I don't feel like I'm uh, in a situation like I was 
when I started, sometimes there were blogger events here in Boston and I went to one and I said, "Mm, you're a little over this. So there's maybe some things that I don't attend, but then I would just send my assistant and she had such a good time. So it was perfect for her to meet people and be a part of it. And do you find that you get more opportunities because you might be on the older end of the influencer range? I think I get more opportunities because I'm older, because I'm more of a business and also because I'm a stylist. So when I pitch to brands, I pitch that not only will I put their stuff on Instagram, but eventually my clients somehow will see it, either my blog or I could bring it to them when I shop for them. And so there's a greater range for them to see their product. Yeah, that makes sense. And you're just more experienced in life. So I feel like you're going to have a more mature perspective and be able to deliver value and be more responsible and just more professional. Right. And I'm not perhaps someone who's younger. A lot of influencers want to be gifted, right? They want the gift. They want this. They want, want, want. I just want to build a relationship. Of course, I want to make money. And and so do they. Like we all, we're in the same mindset here. We want to do the same thing. So I think that they get relieved that that's not the angle I'm coming from because I think that that's a lot of what, you know, these younger influencers want because they want what's free because then they don't have to pay for it. Right, exactly. And so um, does age play into your styling? So I have heard you say, I think on a previous episode, you said something, you, I forget exactly what it was, but you, you made a comment about being too old to wear something or, you know, dressing age appropriate. Is that, does that factor into the way you think about styling clients? Absolutely. Um, Dr. Tadaldi, I know you know her and um, she, always, whenever I talk to her about it, she's like, do not wear shorts over the age of, I forget what age, I don't want to tell, maybe it's 60, but at some point you need to know you should not wear shorts. And (laughs) I mean, I realized this summer, I think maybe we had this conversation that I cannot wear jean shorts anymore. I'm not a jean short wearer. I'm old. I'm past that age. And so I've accepted that. So yes, I think you need to think about where Adria, what you want to accentuate on your body, what looks good, what feels good. Um, And so I'm definitely mindful of that. Yeah. And it's not even, you know, what you, how you look in jean shorts. It's more just the the fact that they're jean shorts. I think that's part of it. It's like, you have to realize that even though you might look good in jean shorts, you know, maybe it's time to put those babies away (laughs) or hand them down to your daughter. (laughs) Exactly. They get a lot of hand-me-downs, but you know, it happens. I mean, it could like last summer, it was fine. This summer, it's just not. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Yeah. It's quick for sure. I know I have definitely experienced um, lots of different things around age in my career, and um, it also it's I also find that age and gender get mixed up in a lot of different you know different situations in my career. So sometimes you know I feel like I'm the only woman in the room, and there's I'm on a Zoom call like literally just got off one like this where there were four guys and me, um, and that, I mean, it's, I don't, I just kind of act like I act, like I do my job and I'm professional, but I, I definitely notice that I'm the only woman sitting there. I'm sure they know this too. Um, but then when it comes to age, it's so funny because in some situations, I'm 50 in some situations, I feel really young. Like I feel like I wish I were 10 years older. I don't really, but I feel young in certain situations 
with work. And then in other situations, I feel really old and I feel like I just don't have the patience for some of the stuff that I did when I was younger. Um, and I also feel like, you know, the younger folks on our team might think I'm, I'm old, like might see me as old. So I'm very conscious of it. I try not to let it bother me on a day-to-day basis. It doesn't really bother me. It just is what it is. But I do, I, I am conscious of it. Can I ask you a question? Just going back to when you're the only woman like on a Zoom, do you feel as though you're treated differently in the conversation? Yeah, it 100% depends on the group. Um, you know, uh, the group I was just on a call with, there were a couple people who know me really well, who I've known for a long time. Um, and so we just already have like this great relationship. And then the other two were newer. And I think they were respectful of me because of my position, because of what I'm responsible for. And they understand that in order to get something done, they need to treat me with respect. Um, and so they're all very respectful, but it is, you know, sometimes I will deal with, uh, I have to say, you know, older men and I feel like I'm getting a virtual pat on the head sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes that works to my advantage actually. And I'm not afraid to use that because fuck you. (laughs) Like, okay. Um, and sometimes it's, but sometimes it is frustrating and I get, I get, um, I can get a little uh, cranky, but and and I will, um, I will get a little aggressive if I feel like I'm being patted on the head. Mm-hmm. I can understand that. That would I would use it both ways as well. It would irritate me, but if it worked in my favor, I would totally appreciate that. And then, so when you're with the younger people, do they treat you as like you're older, or do you just feel older? I mean, I just feel older, but I also make a joke out of it. So I'll be like, like, they'll say something about social media, or they'll use a particular word. And I'll be like, I literally have no idea what that is. <laughs> I feel really old. I don't know what that is. Or I don't know who that is. Am I supposed to know who that is? <laughs> so I'll just like, I'm just out in the open with it. And I don't try to, I definitely don't try to like, pretend that I know what's going on in the mind of a 25 year old, <laughs> half my age. Oh my God. <laughs> Well, I think it's all such interesting perspective because, you know, like we're saying in some arenas, even in my business, I could feel old or young, you know, so, um, but I think it, like you said, being the only woman, it could work to your advantage or to the detriment, but I think you can find a way to make it work. Yeah. And I always, my, my, I have always just believed that you have to do your best. You have to be unemotional about things, professional, and just treat people the way that you would want to be treated. And, you know, I I think if anything, when I go into situations where I'm perhaps the only woman in the room, and I have been in a lot of those situations, I play up like my masculine side. And I will do things to not, not to change who I am, but to not emphasize my feminine side. And um, I don't know, I think that could be that could be annoying and offensive to, uh, to some women, like they may actually feel like, why would you want to do that? But for me, that's what works best has always worked best. Um, and so yeah, it's but it's definitely, uh, it's, cha- it's definitely a challenge. 
Yeah, I'm sure. Well, I think that you probably know how to handle it best, but I think you should be more feminine. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how I feel about that. So, well, thank you, Jill. This was a great conversation. I think a lot of people can relate to it. And so if you guys have any questions or comments, let us know. Thanks. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We would love to answer any of your questions on future episodes of Shorts. Bermuda Shorts. Jean Shorts. Short Shorts. Boy Shorts. Tennis Shorts. Cargo Shorts. Leaded Shorts.